Welcome to Podcasting for the Right Reasons, where ABC brings the drama. And we are bringing you some crazy part one finale and analysis. I I got stuck on that word because I really was like, what are we analyzing? <laughs> Nonsense. <laughs> what in the world happened? What did I wake up at 6.30 in the morning for Hulu, if you're not going to put it on until 7.30? And then what did I view? Rachel, riddle me WTF. Gabby, as Brendan asked, is she drunk? What's going on? Just what is what is all of this? Would you like to share your name? Hey, I'm Rimardia. My name is Brendan and welcome back. We are here for a finale part one that could have just been an episode. I don't understand why it is even a finale part one. Like, why isn't all of this just in one episode? They could have knocked it out in three hours instead of four. Just, just you know, I mean, what was on Monday night? Is it football? It's football, right? No, it was Emmys. That's right. Yeah, I did. I watched that. It was pretty good. Um, that's right. Because yesterday was not Monday. I'm all confused. My calendar, my mental calendar is all off because these people moved us to Tuesdays now. I mean, like, there was there was football Monday, but A, game sucked anyway, and B, I think it was more because the Emmys were on ABC. That makes sense. That makes sense. But also, we could have, they extended it 15 minutes, right? Yeah. So we, we could have gotten, so the, gotten rid of the... We could have gotten rid of the... conversation is so important that they got special permission to let it run over there was nothing important about that what we should have done was get rid of the in-studio content not have part of part one of the finale in person and then not go Mm -hmm. over 15 minutes so there's a mosquito right now in my apartment and i just want to murder it so you guys if you hear me swatting at things don't worry about it (laughs) <laughs> all right well uh we have rachel and gabby and an in-studio audience that included apparently i did not know this at the time but juliet Littman of the bachelor party pod she was really? in attendance really yes oh aye, aye, aye. should we just dive in and get this over with yeah so uh we tune right into we cut back right to the breakup I mean, the presumed breakup of Zach and Rachel. Did you Uh, expect it to break up so quickly the way that it did? Yeah, because because Rachel was clearly wanting him to go. And Zach was upset enough that he was ready to go. He, I'm glad that he called it into his own, you know, it was in his own hands. Like he was like, hey, he didn't let her get up there and not give him a rose. He was just like, let me talk to you real quick. Um, who the heck are you? Who the heck were you? Also, I don't appreciate you calling my age to attention. <laughs> yeah. And that's basically what it was. Is he, he says, to be honest, I thought what I was seeing wasn't the real Rachel. I felt like I was seeing Bachelorette Rachel, not the real Rachel. I had, I had come to know and love. It it blew my mind how um like his 
his story on the show, his journey, if you will, the way that it burned so bright and then poof, just snuffed out so quickly, you know, it really did take a turn. And I can't figure out if it was solely on Rachel's shoulders or if it was the producers that were like, "Mm, he's not interesting, let's wrap him up. Or if it was both, because Rachel, for her to start asking questions that don't make sense, and then for her to not care less that he is like, I'm out. What what in the world happened? I mean, I think we have a clear case where he fell in love with her, and she never started falling in love with him. But she seemed like it until she didn't. I don't know what happened. I think that the accusations that she was being kind of fake, probably fairly accurate at this point, uh-huh. just based on how quickly it went from, I really care about you to you're leaving and I'm not even going to pretend like I care. Yeah. Like that really, really bugged me. I didn't know what I was looking at. And I told you last week that your girl, Rachel was fake. I told you that she just wanted you that. To take it easy. That ring. I told you she's a gaslighter and then boom, here she is on full display. But two things I took from this. One, Zach is better than what I had thought. I'm surprised that I really appreciated him at the end. Um, And B or two, I don't remember if I started with letters or numbers. Um, He sounds just like his uncle. Yes. <laughs> and the, my only problem with Zach is that when it came to the in-studio appearance, he came in there like a whipped little boy. Sure did. He could have come in there scorched. She didn't love you. She never loved Mm. you. I would have gone in there scorched earth because there was nothing coming. There was nothing that was going to bring that back because Mm -hmm. she had moved on. Yeah, she, she... I feel like once she had, let's see, who did she spend the night with first? Was it Avon? Yeah, it yeah. was Avon. And then Tino was last. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So. No, Zach was last. Oh, Zach was last? I thought he was. It doesn't matter. Just go ahead. <laughs> but so, but either way, Avon was first. Yes. Yeah. So I feel like my prediction or my my assumption is that she spends the night with Aiden and she is like head over heels smitten she's like this is the dude you know then she's like ah but I still got Tino I still really like him too I really love him okay so these two I feel but like right now coming off hot off the presses of Aiden's date I want him. I'm feeling great. I know that Zach is like not, not it. So how can I manipulate him into thinking that he doesn't want this? But how clearly, if that was her plan, she clearly Zach overdid it. This? Yeah. Uh, so when he sits down in the uh, studio, he says, first, I just want to say, I do apologize for ever, for ever making you feel like I called you out for your character. Because it's he, exactly, he shouldn't apologize for that. He said, that's the last thing I wanted. And then she apologizes. He accept, She accepts the apologize and assured him that she was never putting on an act, that the feelings I had, they were real. 
uh, I call double bull crap. I don't think he's sorry. And I don't think she was acting real. He did not need to apologize. I wanted him to double down on what he, he asked. He should they- have. He should have doubled down. There was nothing that he was going to gain by apologizing. And there was everything he was going to gain by doubling down. I really wish that he had called her out there and was just like, yeah, you were one girl the entire time. And then we go to the fantasy suite and surprise, you're somebody else, you know, and then we come out of it and you're super distant. Why? Right. Tell me that. Like he should have forced her to answer for this, but he's so nice. And ABC and him probably didn't want to ruin her nice girl image that we've all fallen for. Okay. I said what I said. We fell for it. That's why I'm like, when Jesse told him, told her that Gabby was not coming that night. And when he was like, you're the only bachelorette on the island right now or whatever. And she's like, oh, of course I'm going to miss her. I didn't even believe that. I think she was like, yeah, taking my rightful place, biatches. My solo place is the Bachelorette. Okay, uh, we we continue on with that nonsense for a little bit, and then we get the first person meeting Rachel's parents. So we have Avon going first. Uh, so as a, so to let everyone know, we have her dad, Big Tony, her mom, Marianne, and then Nate and Samantha, who we all so the same people that were at her her family her hometown. Last Who season. are Nate and Samantha again? Huh? Oh, her best friends. Yeah, her, her, yeah, those are her best friends, Nate and Samantha. Okay, okay. So, uh, Avon, Avon's up first. He says he's 100% ready for an engagement. And she, he tells uh, Mary and, and Big Tony, she's very special to me and it's just an honor to meet you. And then uh, Big Tony and Avon talk first. Tony says she's what? my... What? Wait, hang on. Pause. What did you think about the way that Rachel pitched Avon to her family? For starters, like if you could read her scale of one to ten between Tino and Avon, who's like who's odds? It almost felt like she was leaning Avon. That's what I'm saying. I think that Avon had this sucker in the bag until he didn't. To quote Gabby, if he had just played along. <laughs> I think that's what would have happened. Which is which is another her saying just play along is another reason I think another reason to suggest that what we discussed beforehand that we'll bring up later is what happened because she's like breaking down the entire show. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll, we'll get there. So but yeah, even had this in the bag. Yeah, she was I think so. going about even. Yeah. And I mean, hello, look at him. <laughs> He's a good-looking dude. Uh, Avon and Tony chat first. Tony says she's my pride and joy, and nobody's going to take her away from me without a fight. So tell me, what are you going to say today that's going to make me remember you better than the other guy? Well, so uh, uh, they they talk for a little bit. There really isn't much there. I This was not an interesting conversation. Not this one. <laughs> we're, I'm saying like we're just gonna keep moving because there's some more interesting things to say. Uh, Rachel talks to her mom, still nothing, and then we get the interesting conversation where I believe Nate 
did not show up to be helpful in any way. You think he showed up to stir the pot? Make I, that I, th- I think he was given a cash, a, a cash money for drama. <laughs> you can look at that dude and tell he's drama. <laughs> yeah. You, you, there was, I don't know how many tweets there were Monday night, uh, Tuesday night of things saying uh, pictures of him and Samantha and it says, am I the drama? No, I'm not the drama. Am I the drama? Yeah. And these two for sure, for sure. We're like, okay, yeah, let's, let's blow this sucker up. So, uh, basically the conversation happens and we learn the very reasonable position, very reasonable position that Avon has that just like, I want to be engaged to her. I don't want to be, I don't want to propose in four days. It's four days. I, th- I think that's what. Oh my gosh. That like freaks me out. If somebody was like, you're going to have to propose in four days. I think, I don't remember where it was. But somebody at some point said four or five days. For some reason, I was thinking eight, but that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, yeah, you're right. He's It's a per- perfectly reasonable position to have. Like, what he was saying made complete and utter sense to me. And he was saying, I am ready for an engagement. But this is a once-in-a-lifetime thing, hopefully. And... I want to get it right. I want it to be special. I want it to be our own. I want it to be in our own timing. And like when we get to that conversation that they have about this, he he was the perfect balance of buying into the show, but reasonable, reasonably mm-hmm. buying into the show. He's like, yeah, I love you right now, but I also would like to spend more than five minutes with your family and you spend more than one evening with mine before we get engaged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was basically like, I will propose to you. Like we will get married in the future, but we just need to have like a family dinner. Right. <laughs> first. Can, can I, can I meet like a cousin? Can my you, goodness. can you meet a friend? Not, not my best friend, even just a friend. Can you meet someone that's important to me besides my mom and my dad? Right. But your former girl, Rachel, when thank she you, hears Thank this, you for adjusting that. <laughs> oh, man. The flames that came out of her eyes. <laughs> so we, we have an uh, intense conversation between Avon and the friends. Things get a little feisty. And uh, Nate says, I just know an engagement is her intention, so just keep that in mind. Like, what does that even mean? I mean, I get what it means, but, like, what is that? Like, you're going to have to propose to her. That's what he's saying. He's saying, you will not leave here without proposing. If these people, like, if my friends were with me on this show, I can't even imagine my friends being like, Oh, so you want to marry him? You want to marry him and like you're going to get engaged in like three days. The clock is ticking. Hey, dude, you're going to have to propose to her. And if you don't, well, bye. No, my friends would be like, hey, girl, you do realize that you got a really good guy here? 
he's just really logical. So no, but but the maybe. thing the thing is, all they're doing is reflecting their friend. Mm-hmm. They're they're not there to like speak logic. No, what they're there is to assess how he is compared to what they know Rachel wants. Because we get to the because we get to the next conversation where Nate and Samantha sit down with Rachel, and they and then they said he just said that he just was unsure that like there would be an engagement at the end. He couldn't give me an answer, and she is like a, co- a combination of confused and upset. Which, She's to not. be fair, I don't think they portrayed his words properly. Right. I, that also bothered me because, because he didn't say he would. He, he, like he's ready. He just wants. He just wants it there to be more depth. Yes. Action or in in what is happening with families and friends. No, they were like he's not ready to be engaged. Do what you will with that information, Rachel. <laughs> so you're right. I don't think that they conveyed his words properly because he made sense. Yes. It was logical. But also they, he explained himself her was something that made it sound like he had lied to her. I think yes, agreed, but also he explained himself in a few minutes to her the way that he meant it. Mm-hmm. And that was still unacceptable to her because she says to them, I'm not coming out of this not engaged. Right. Okay, like Ra- she- okay, Rachel Lindsay. She put right. That's exactly. Oh my gosh! Like this. This made me so mad. It gave me such Rachel Peter PTSD. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Because that was the season where the veil was lifted off my eyes, and I was like, "Why are we forcing people to get married?" <laughs> I mean, clearly, <laughs> at least at the moment, that seems to have worked out for Rachel. Mm-hmm. But based on the previews, I don't think this one's going to work out for Rachel. I don't think this is going to work out for this Rachel the way it worked out for the other Rachel. Right. Absolutely not. Because this Rachel had a really great guy. The way, like, it, it was just interesting because those qualities that make her really confident and really, you know, her self-ownership and everything, those qualities when applied to a topic like this are so... um it just like you said, it it was it was rough. I mean, it doesn't make her look good because she drew a definitive line in the sand. And when Avon is talking, and when they get done, and she's just like, when she the moment she shakes her head, and he's like, "What are you shaking?" Like, what? you know. And then, oh my goodness! And then my favorite part when he starts to get passionate about what he's saying and conveying his thoughts, she goes. Why are you yelling at me? He never yelled. He and then he's like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to yell. You're right. No, Rachel. Like you were straight up manipulation in that moment. But he has no choice because, and we've we can dance around it if we want to, but I'd rather just talk about it as a black man. Mm-hmm. He can't be seen yelling at the little white girl. Okay, I'm glad that you said it because I'll say it. <laughs> It's exactly like that. That moment like bothered me so much when she was like, "What?" And I couldn't figure out why it bothered me too. Well, that's why it bothered you. Said it. Yeah. 
But I was like, what am I seeing? You know, like the fact that she's like, why are you yelling at me? And he wasn't. Like there was nothing threatening were, about what he was saying. There were so many times that I'm so glad I was not part of this episode. Because I would have said, I'm not yelling. But if you want me to yell, I can yell. <laughs> this, this is a slightly raised voice. But if you want to hear me boom, I can boom. Because mm-hmm. like, I have things to say. And I think you're being ridiculous right now. But I'm trying to remain calm because, as he says, I do love you. Yeah. Like, everything everything about her communication with him just did not sit right with me on that bench. And the way that she spins it and makes it seem like he's the bad guy... Like, she can't believe that he's not ready, even though he's like, I am ready. You know? Yeah. Like, right. I'm well, just trying to be reasonable. Let's let's address some of the conversation itself. So she says, I'm, like, a little bit concerned because Sam and Nate expressed to me that you maybe, that maybe you might not be ready for an engagement. And he said, it's not about not being ready. I see a life with you after this. I just want to make sure that it's 100% right for both of us. Uh, he says, I do feel like I'm ready to get engaged. I just want to make sure if it's right. Yeah. I think that, uh, oh boy. The, everything that he said made so much sense to me. And I saw people online saying like, have these men never, um, have they never watched the show? Do they not know the expectations? Um, you know, but I think that the expectations can evolve. You know? Well, I think now uh, Julia Lippman, who made a very interesting point on her podcast that I want to bring up, this season mm-hmm. is the is like the first season where we see not only some, but a majority of the final six mm-hmm. do not want to be engaged at the end of this. Johnny did not want to be engaged. Jason did Ooh. not want to be engaged. Avon does not want to be engaged. Uh, Eric does not want to be engaged. Tino, think- Tino wants to be engaged, but Tino just wants to win. Right, right. Tino is like, I will force my parents to accept you. <laughs> All so that I can win this season. Right. Like, it, things about Tino bother me. There are just those things that, like, I feel like if these moments were in my own life, I'd be like, I have to navigate this with my gut completely, which would include if I feel like I've met the person that I want to spend my life with, but we're not on the same page. Yeah. I feel like it would be like, hey, let's give up some time. You know, I get that this whole process speeds us up in eight weeks, but now that we're at the end of it, now we can hit pause or we can we can put it on cruise control now. Like now it's it's like we're at the end. We can take this control into our own hands. Right. You know? And Rachel is just Rachel and Gabby are just clinging to the last the last fibers of the the last petals of these roses, you know, of the old ways of the Bachelor and Bachelorette franchise. Do you think that this will force the franchise to evolve having this many men that are like, no. I, if anything's going to, this will, because, like, I don't see it getting any better. Mm-hmm. I don't, ex- I don't see them getting back 
to a point where like because this has been slowly over time an increase in the amount of men who don't want to propose. Mm-hmm. So like this is this was like the most this is the most obvious example because it's all of them except for one. Yeah. It's like and maybe that's what Jesse is like, oh, this is the most dramatic season, the most dramatic finale. Is it possible that these two women completely would end up alone? I I don't think Gabby ends up alone. But and I, I'm, you, I'm basing okay. I'm basing this off their body and facial language at the end of the episode. Gabby, Rachel looks like she is. Rachel is. Happy. Rachel is upset. She just wants to be done with this show. Gabby yeah. seems either whatever or happy. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I know for sure, though. Yeah, I agree. I know for sure. Rachel is not happy. Rachel, Rachel is back to being the Rachel that she was at the beginning of the season. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I but this conversation with Tino though, it really bothered me. And that why are you yelling at me just really took the cake for me. It really did. She's a walking red flag to me. And I took up for her at the beginning of the season. I felt bad for her and the way that she, the ways that she felt rejected yeah. and compared to Gabby and everything. But I really do think now that she, she's the problem. I, it certainly paints a good picture. So then, uh, so obviously that one goes pretty poorly. They leave on not the best terms. Uh, we cut over to a much better family meeting where Gabby, where Eric meets Gabby's family. We have the return of Grandpa John, who acts like he's like Eric's best friend. This entire, he's like, buddy, I'm like, buddy, you spent a couple hours with him. Right, right. He's like, oh, I remember Eric. Oh, I, re- I remember him. He's a keeper. He's a really good guy. Like, he barely talks on your date. <laughs> But uh, so Grandpa John assures, tells Gabby that he thinks that Eric's a keeper and then says that Grandma would be tickled pink to have seen her so happy. Uh, They have a good conversation. Eric sits down with uh, Gabby's dad and his girlfriend. I remember when Gabby's dad um, drove up in that car. That's all I could think of. That's all I could think of during this date or during this hometown. All I could think of was Gabby's dad holding those signs, Love Actually style. <laughs> My mom being like, I didn't know that her dad was deaf. And I'm like, not. He's just sick. <laughs> just not talking, just not yelling across the street for some reason. Um, but yeah, so it was interesting to see Gabby's dad normal and talking and without signs. Um, I'm also glad to see like her dynamic with her dad because you know with her mom, and yeah, even with, and... Oh, that, you said that was his girlfriend, right? Yeah. Even with that, like the way that she talks to Gabby a bit more and is like, "Yeah, you didn't serve." I'm like, "How bad was Gabby's child with her childhood with her mom?" I mean. 
it is really it must have been really psychologically terrible well no i don't think gabby talked uh, gabby's dad no gabby was talking to her aunt julie not oh okay oh that's right that's right okay so then that one was the one i wanted to talk about because i i was texting with my mom during this part and we're just like i really hope that when she was growing up she was really close to aunt Lindsay, to aunt julie mm-hmm. because aunt julie seems to be like the mom that she needed yeah but instead she got it in an aunt which is probably nice but she would prefer it to be her mom yeah it just it's just really sad hearing Gabby just seeing the ways that it has affected Gabby's life and the way that she loves or allows herself to be loved. And that's what my favorite thing about Gabby's story is, is that that is that story is being shown in yeah. an honest way. Um, and it's being honestly portrayed as like a work in progress, you know, which could be that work in progress could be the detriment of her other relationship, you know, with Eric, or I say other relationship, the only relationship she has left. Um, or it could be really healing. I don't know. And I think Julie made a very good point. She was just like, like how you're feeling and how you're processing everything. Like you need to be talking to him about this. Mm-hmm. She said, let him be the one who understands you. Let him see you for all that you are. Like, don't, process this alone yeah like if you want him to be your husband then he needs to be part of this as well mm-hmm. yeah gosh so all in all that was a good family date with i mean the the most boring but most appreciated part of this episode and this is where i tweeted out if gabby and eric get engaged and stay together forever does this save the season and only no. 68% of people said yes. I don't feel like it. Yeah. It's the only, it's the only it. thing that can. Them having <laughs> them having a beautiful ending, engagement or not. Beautiful. I hope that they choose to not be engaged. I just need Gabby. I want Gabby to be like, let's take it slow. Because I really think that it's beneficial to Gabby to take it slow. Fair. I don't think that she is at a place that she should be engaged right now. I think that she should be safe with that person, whoever she chooses, and then allow herself to grow more with that person and then get engaged. Yeah. Because me, like Peter had said to Rachel, to me, an engagement is as good as marriage, you know? Because you're literally telling that person, we're going to spend the rest of our lives together. This is just the planning process now. We're basically married. <laughs> so, I mean, I just, I, yeah, I think that I hope I would feel empowered uh, if Gabby just says, hey, you know what? We're going to, we're going to take this show on the road. We're going to date for a little while. We're going to, we're going to grow together and then we'll get married. Why, why JoJo and Jordan? I mean, I know that they got engaged at the end of their, their season. But they waited like six years. Well, also, and it wasn't this rocky. No. It was very obvious. Yeah. It was so obvious it was boring. Like, I mean, if that's really the main difference, is like they're really this 
this hasn't been, like it wasn't even like it wasn't it wasn't even like the Tina situation where she really wants it to be him, and we mm-hmm. all see Tina as a bad guy. We didn't like you guys didn't see Jordan as a bad guy. No. I mean, people kind of thought he was a douche, but it was just like, eh, But that's not nope. like, that's not breakup worthy. Nope. That was literally the only thing that people complained about. And then they were like, oh, dude, he doesn't really talk to his brother. What kind of family drama happened there? <laughs> and then everyone moved on to he's a douche to like, wow, that family's interesting. Yeah. And, <laughs> and mostly like, because we already knew who the brother was. And then what was interesting is when she picked him, then it was like, I felt like everybody was just kind of like standing outside, like waiting. And then they're like, eh, we already saw that coming. Cool. <laughs> Best luck to you. All right. See you guys next year for the next round. Okay. So I have a question for you. Do you want to stop here and we can talk about the interview I wanted to talk about? Or do you want to do Tino's date and then do it? Let's do Tino's date. Okay. Let's go over that. And then we'll, yeah, okay. we'll do uh, this. Tino and Rachel have arrived at the place where Rachel's family is staying. Uh, This man is just one giant bucket of sweat. And as a man, and as a man who sweats quite (laughs) profusely, I do not under any circumstances suggest wearing white. That's I, it may make you tanner. Yes. You will look tanner in white than you do in other colors. But also, the sweat's going to seep through you faster because it's going to make your shirt look gray on the top and white on the bottom. He just looks so wet. <laughs> all, all the time. Right. All of the time. All of the time. I'm just like, you know. Ugh. So, on top of being nervous, he is just incredibly awkward the entire time he's in this house. Uh, he talks to Rachel's mom first. She's like, Hey, do you think you guys have enough in common? She, he said, yeah. And then, so what kind of things would you do together? And he just like fumbled through some things that were nonsensical and we kind of moved on. He's like, I don't really see her surfing, but you know, (laughs) he's like, we'll, we'll find things to do together. It's like, well, that's not what she asked. I'm like, Tino, you don't even know what she likes to do, do you? <laughs> no, you know. Uh, so he says, when asked about a potential engagement, he says, absolutely. I am 1 million percent confident that they'll, when asked about his how his family will react after, after a potential engagement, he says, absolutely. I am 1 million percent confident they'll love Rachel because I do. So they don't have a choice. Right. Like, what is with his, like, weird, like, <laughs> threat? <laughs> like, he's so it's, weird. It's a weird vibe. It's, <laughs> like, it's almost like it's meant to be kind of joking. But, like, you look at his face <laughs> and you're just like, I don't know if you're joking or, like, you're serious. Right. Like, her mom is like, <laughs> is your family tied up in the trunk of your car right now? <laughs> He's like, that's what Rachel and I will do together. We'll dump them in the sea. <laughs> I'm just like, you know. I, I, I can just imagine a situation where they get engaged, they walk in, and then like out of a out of a bag, he pulls out like a shotgun. He's like, you all have 30 days <laughs> to love her, or someone's getting shot in the face. And then he just like slowly each week shoots someone in the face until the last remaining members accept her as family he really does remind me of like a weird like a, a 
great a semi-crazy dude in like a lifetime movie who you like thought was really great he's athletic and he's fun and everything and you're like oh he's handsome and then you're like wait i think my boyfriend's a psycho my friends are disappearing his parents are disappearing (laughs) (laughs) everyone's been kidnapped by my boyfriend you know he reminds me of like a a b-rated lifetime villain uh then tino uh rachel is sitting down with big tony uh tony's biggest concern seems to be that rachel is adventurous and she wants to work in europe at some point yeah when he tossed that out there i was like big t what (laughs) (laughs) so homegirls moving to europe now she's like i can still do that i'm like wait what (laughs) and he pulled it Does everyone know about this? And then he's like, well, if he's working on a skyscraper, he just can't up and move to Europe. I'm like, fair. Yeah. That's a a fair concern to be having. Like when he was like, so that's not, that's not remote. Because my favorite was when he's like, so in his line of work, he builds and she goes, (laughs) skyscrapers. And I was like, did you guys just play Pictionary? charades like he builds <laughs> oh my goodness but but tony says that he sees that rachel has a lot of enthusiasm for for tino so he's willing to give that a chance uh they they have a a fairly normal conversation he says that it, it may take a few years for him to secure a spot on a building in another country but your daughter does mean that world does mean the world to me i'm going to make your daughter happy forever which is creepy itself like everything he says sounds it creepy. feels like a weird threat <laughs> it's I'm almost gonna make your daughter it's happy forever or else <laughs> like the only thing that was missing him either saying ever and ever and ever or like a creepy like laugh <laughs> oh my gosh seriously though i can't handle tino i can't like just how um zach's journey uh around the bachelor son like just fizzled out um tino starts off with that great that first impression rose and then you're kind of like oh she's really into that tino guy yeah all right this tino guy this tino guy i don't know tino is a serial killer that's what it is (laughs) he's a serial killer Straight up be a serial killer. And I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm so surprised. I'd be like, I saw that coming. (laughs) (laughs) We all saw that coming. Oh. (laughs) So, uh, Tony seems to, at the moment, be okay with, with, Tony seems to be okay with Tino at the moment. And that's where we end this segment and we prepare for the last chance, for the last dates. But we will break right here and do a short news and notes. News and notes. News and notes. All right. So I apologize, Ernie, but I was distracted earlier. I was attempting to find the Bachelor Reddit recap of the podcast so that I could refer to it uh, as I was talking. So last week on Going Deeper on the Vile Files, Nate was on the show. So obviously, Nate, Nate, my boy Nate, <laughs> I had to hear what he had to say, right? Of course, he's your ride or die. You can't, you can't help yourself. He's the male equivalent of like, well, R.I.P. to your time with Rachel, but 
<laughs> One thing I appreciate about you, though, you're always loyal. It doesn't matter if somebody could be shady AF and you're like, you know what, though? <laughs> That's my boy. <laughs> well, uh, so then they first get into his perce- the cultural perception of him being an F boy. Mm-hmm. He says, I honestly don't know. He doesn't, he says, he honestly don't know where that came from. They kind of like narrow it down to like the piercings and the tattoos and just being kind of yeah. a really cool dude. Just like, hey, this dude seems too cool to not be an F boy. Yeah. Which in this... that's the vibe I got. I did hold it against him too. Yeah. Uh, he said that he, the first thing he knows about was her nose. He, that he thought that she had a very cute nose and he loved her smile. Aww. Uh, so, and then they get in, they do some like talking about the show. We saw the show. We don't need to talk about it again. Mm-hmm. But they go into the post show relationship. And he said he was basically like Rocky from the start. Really? Like, and like he said that, like, I think he said they had three or four relation. Uh, are we going to break up conversations? Like right after? Like in the time of their relationship post show to break mm-hmm. up, they had. How, how long were they together? I don't know. So like he, let's see if I can get a. I don't need to remember. I. Yeah, we'll find it later. Yeah, it's not a big deal. But in the in the time that they, but like, in any length of relationship, whether it's a month or fifteen years, if you have multiple conversations about like, are we even supposed to be together anymore? Mm-hmm. That means it's not going well. Right, right. I would not say it's being you're in a successful phase of your relationship. He he said that even after the show, she still felt that same pressure to be perfect. So like mm. she was like never able to like relax, especially in public. I just think that that's who she is. And maybe that is, but he did seem to base it on the show. Mm. That's interesting. Because I felt like that's who she is. Maybe that's why we only got the glimpses of her being kind of funny. Yeah. Like, she's still the teacher. She's still the perfect basketball player. She's still, she's very much in that mentality. Yeah. I think, I don't know if I'd blame it on the show. I think it's just her. Maybe. But he talked about how there was, like, how they would have, like, they would fight, like, like a lot and like the mm-hmm. first I think it was like one of the major fights like can we even be together was when he decided that he needed to not move yet because he didn't want to move out there unless he was sure Oh, so he's like I need I don't want to move until I know this is going to work out because that's a lot to move for someone that you don't even know if you're still going to be together in six months mm-hmm. That makes sense, yeah. But they talked about how, like, was, like, trust ever an issue? And he mentioned something interesting. Really? Yes. Do you tell? He said that they were laying in bed one morning, and she was on Instagram, and he saw a conversation with a certain country music star. He didn't say who. And then he saw the conversation, and a few minutes later, the conversation was gone. The DM exchange. Mm-hmm. 
Wait, so he was. This is him peeking over her shoulder. Well, I think or, they, I think they were laying in bed together, and she's just scrolling Instagram. Okay. So he saw the he saw the DM, and then a few minutes later, he she opened up her messages again, and the DM was gone. Like the conversation thread was gone. So we asked her about <laughs> you can do it. Do that. You can make it invisible. And he asked her about it, and she said that he had said something that made her uncomfortable. And he's like, oh, well, that's frustrating for me. Like, what did he say? He said, do you want to get drinks sometime? And apparently... Oh, the country guy? Yeah. Okay. Well, apparently, like, they had been... Her and some friends had been at his show a couple weeks ago. And they'd all, like, her and her friends and his and his friends and, like, the band had hung out afterwards. So apparently, he, she was, like, saying that he had asked her to, to drinks out just mm-hmm. the two of them. Mm-hmm. And that made her uncomfortable, so she deleted the whole thread. Which he was like, well, how did this, like, are you sure he didn't mean as a group again? Because you guys had already done that once. Uh-huh. Like, hey, we're going to be, like, we're still here. Do you guys want to go out again tonight? And, like, mm-hmm. he was, like, getting, like, weird about it. And she was like, well, and then, so then he's like, okay, well, do you mind calling your friend? that was with you to confirm the story. Cause like he was getting suspicious at that point. And that's hardcore suspicion. If you're like, call your friend. Cause even if my boyfriend says, do you mind calling your friend to confirm your story? I'd be like, do you mind the fact that we're going to break the F up right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, she did. Big guns. Michelle did. And her friend said, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Excuse me, what? Yeah. I wonder who this country music star is now. Right. I want to know who it is. So then they talked about that, and they talked about the breakup itself, how, you know, how it came out, and people were talking about how it was all, it was over the phone. Mm-hmm. Well, they were like, mm-hmm. most of their relationship was over the phone. She lived That's in Minneapolis crazy. and was still teaching, and he was working in, in Austin. So That's like crazy to me. So, like, they would have, like, trips up and down, but, like, there was probably more often than not, not in the same city. Yeah. So, really, most communication happened over the phone. So, basically, like, right before it was assumed that they broke up, they were at this event at Wango Tango in L.A. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, I forgot about Wango Tango. <laughs> well, apparently, like, the interactions that were, like, on the radio or in person, people were like, they seem off. Really? Like things are not do not seem well right there. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently they had had they fought like it was like her birthday weekend at the same time, and they had fought like all weekend. That would be exhausting. And then he flew home, and he was like basically like crying most of the way home. When he got off the phone, when he got home, he called his mom, and then he called he called, he talked to his mom and his stepdad about how he was feeling, and then. She had like a layover somewhere, so he so she called him on the layover, and was like, "Hey, we were invited to this thing for the CMAs. We need to decide whether or not we're going." And he said, "We can't go because I can't be with you anymore." So he broke up with her. Okay. Yes. Wow. So that's how the breakup went, and he was just like, he was like, "I can't." There was too much fighting, too much frustrations, too much disagreement, too much mistrust. I'm just like, I can't do this anymore. 
That's insane. I saw that he was going to be on the Vile Files. And I told you, like I told you earlier, I was like, it's night, whatever. Also, Michelle's boring. Why am I going to listen to that episode? What are they going to tell me? Interesting. Nate spilled some tea. And it, I didn't even know there was tea. There was tea, apparently. And then a couple other things. Uh, they talked about DeAndre because we talked about how him and DeAndre had been seen together. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, they just basically it was just that they're both their families are both Nigerian. They just had been, she didn't like he was just new to the area or she was new to the area, and one of them didn't have a lot of friends, so he was going out for his birthday stuff for the weekend. So she's like, "Hey, do you just want to come along?" Yeah. And apparently, people just blew it up as Bachelor Nation does. Of course, that it wasn't. I mean. What's crazy about Bachelor Nation to me is that A, obviously a man and woman can be friends. Um, B, not all y'all are going to date. So, like, you would think that, okay, if everybody's hanging out, then let everybody just hang out, you know? But I don't know. They love a, they love to concoct a, a story for sure. Oh. And then the final part that I thought was interesting, apparently Michelle blocked him. Oh, and wow. when asked about it, she's just like, "I didn't know. I didn't know that I. I didn't know that I blocked you. I don't know how to block." She, <laughs> I don't know how to block. Get out of here. That was how Michelle. What Michelle said. She's she's still hosting the Bachelorette Happy Hour, right? I think so. Yeah, with Becca. Interesting. But they're they're the most authentic thought about thing about this entire thing for me was I think it was at least once or twice that he almost cried. Mm. Okay. Like he was clearly like I feel like he was bouncing between like this is still raw and emotional for me and I'm being murdered in the streets. Uh-huh. Because every be, take because, back my cred. Because people like People had just continued their perception of both of them post-show mm-hmm. that he was an F-boy and she was perfect. I for sure did. I'm not going to lie. I'm here to tell you. I was totally one of those people. When I heard that they broke up, I was like, of course. I saw that coming. She shouldn't have picked him anyway. And if you... If half of what he said about their fighting was true, you cannot be blindsided by a breakup with that. Right. After you fought for an entire weekend and weren't even sure if that you're going to the next event together. Like she was calling to decide whether or not they were going to the next event together. Mm-hmm. If you're in love, yeah, yeah, we're going to the next event together. It's like homegirl, you're basically standing in the grave of your relationship. <laughs> and then pretending like you didn't see it. Yeah. Gosh. Well, I guess best of luck to Nate. Nate. I mean... <laughs> I mean, Nate, if you're ever in St. Louis, like, hit me up. I'll go out with you. Like, I probably, I won't be able to hang, but I'll do my best. (laughs) All right. Well, speaking of Nick Vile getting all the tea, apparently um, earlier today, he went after some other tea. He um, responded to Pilot Rachel on Twitter. She says, Avon and I had a nice moment at the door after something very difficult for both of us and I was trying to hold it together. So Nick comments on this. Have you heard about this? <laughs> no, I haven't. 
So Nick comments, because Nick is going after the story. As he does. The people want you on the pod. We want to get to know the real you. We don't. <laughs> I will, he says, it will be a great conversation, a chance for you to show your your POV, your point of view. So it looks POV like there were seven right. replies. Um, I'm looking at a screenshot right now. But uh, basically, she comes back in, though, and she's like, all you're doing here is encouraging a space to kick me when I'm down based on assumptions. So then Nick responds and he's like, I'm sorry you're down. I definitely can relate. But part of the show is the opportunity to discuss what we see. So um, thanks. Uh, shout out to BachelorNation.scoop for always getting the scoop, always posting the receipts. Because the uh, caption is like, Rachel responds to Nick's criticism on her, uh, on his latest. Um, and so it looks like he's been talking about her for a bit now. Uh, and he's been critical of her for apparently the last couple of weeks, I guess. Uh, our good friend at Bachelor Data says, she comments here, and she said that really messed up how Nick leads with dragging Rachel then offers her redemption only by going on his podcast. So, your boy out there defaming people. (laughs) I I feel like I've stopped. I've stopped listening to him. I told you. Wait, it's not not, like like these people are. (laughs) It's not that much about him, but in this job, I have less time to ignore my coworkers and listen to podcasts, (laughs) so I have to be more picky. I'm only, I'm down to two Bachelor podcasts each week. I felt really good about that for a second. I was like, oh, I felt validated. Like, he validated what I was telling you he was. You finally figured it out. Now you're like, oh, it's just my job gets in the way of me listening to him. (laughs) But yeah, also, the Bachelor subreddit, they would guillotine this man in a heartbeat. And I do kind of see it. Oh, yeah. I tried listening. I tried listening to one of his episodes, and it wasn't even about Bachelor Nation. It was him just giving advice to people. Oh, his ass Nick? And I was like, okay, maybe this is maybe this is going to be good. It's going to be good. No, it wasn't. He was also kind of mean to a girl who was just asking if her friend liked her. <laughs> he he can be he can be a little rough. I don't like all of yeah. I didn't like all of his ass Nick advice. Yeah. Um and so then I have one more that I shared with you this morning bright and early. Um, apparently, Tino's dad <laughs> has taken to Facebook. Um, which is the most, which is the boomer place where you express frustrations. Right. So Joe Franco, let me just share with you that Joe Franco is, and he used the activity, he used the feeling. Joe Franco <laughs> is feeling cool on Facebook. <laughs> and here's Here's why he's feeling cool, y'all. Here's why he's feeling cool. <clears throat> hear ye, hear ye. Bachelor Nation will be sorry when they don't, when they won't have me to kick around. <laughs> and so will Sam Rubin, Big Tony. You'll have to wait your turn. Watch The Bachelorette tonight at eight for the yawn. Fair. Most shocking finale. That ever. was fair. Just for one. So glad it's almost over. First of all, the, the yawn totally justified this episode. 100%. Sucked. But 100%. second of all, 
Who is Sam I think Rubin? I would have been better if Joe Sam had Rubin? showed up in this episode. Who is Sam Rubin? No idea. I thought you might know. <laughs> I was it's trying to, like, Sam as Rubin. you said. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> I literally read a name and I was like, somebody out there will know. <laughs> I don't know who that is. I just love him saying, Big Tony, you don't have to wait your turn. And then the smiley face. And he didn't even do, like, he did a smiley face, but with, like, the, the nose, too. Like, he didn't even do an emoji. Like, he straight up parental <laughs> boomer texted cold dash parentheses. Oh, my goodness. But yeah, and this Bachelor Nation dot scoop um, caption says, Tino's dad on Facebook. And then it's got the emoji, like, the cringe emoji. My, my only question with that, like, I loved everything about that, first of all. Second of all, (laughs) second of all, what I want to know is, is is did he make that like, who's friends with Tony's dad with Tino's dad to make that? That's what I wanted to know. (laughs) Who got this? (laughs) Who got the scoop? Who got to Joe Franco's Facebook and saw him putting people on blast? (laughs) How many likes does he have? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna find him right now. I'm gonna find him right now. What if I hit add friend? Just about to be like, hey, uh, your son a serial killer? We need to, um, we need to have him on the pod. I would, I would, there's nothing I would love more than to talk to Tino's dad. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, bless this man. <laughs> <laughs> so, it looks like, did he make it, did he make it private? No, he did not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that post that he has that he that I just read to y'all has 109 likes already. It's got 38 comments, four shares. Um, last week he had posted on August 30th. Okay, um, Joe Franco is feeling sarcastic. Oh, all right. good, good. I want to. I want to hear a Joe. picture of himself on the TV. Also, sure. And he says, "Okay, because Bachelor Nation fans ask, here is my tell-all: one, <laughs> six. And a gentleman's, what? I'm five, is it five to six or five? Whatever. No, I have never dyed my hair. Look closely, you can see the gray. No, I do not have a comb over. <laughs> I do not have a comb over. It is not a rug either. Four, no, I am not the same age as Tino as a few tweets have suggested. Five, we are Mexican, not Italian. Though media keeps saying Italian. If he really is Italian, fake it's news. Me- <laughs> fake news. <laughs> if he really is Italian, it's news to me, and then I'd be asking really tough questions. Six. Tino is amazing. He supported, yeah, he supported our son's cancer recovery. Um, our son's cancer recovery. Wait. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Does he have another son? Yes. <laughs> Did I forget about Tino's him? brother? <laughs> Anyway, he supported our son's cancer recovery, volunteers to the cause to this day, and volunteers countless hours. Seven, Sandy is spelled S-A-N-D-I, not S-A-N-D-Y. Eight, there are no vampires in our family. Nine, Sandy has more than one dress, seriously. And if (laughs) notices that in a photo. (laughs) And finally... Um, 10, I am too young and too tall to be a part of the Lollipop Guild and the Wizard of Oz. 
nor have I ever been aboard the Starship Enterprise, but I do have a Jewish heritage with a shared Jewish heritage with Spock. What is this man? What? I, need, I need you to do me a personal and podcast favor. I need you to add him on Facebook and ask him to come talk with us. This can't be. This Is this really him? I'm like really just cruising through this Facebook now to be like, is this We him? don't have time for this, Ernie. We have to finish up. Oh my gosh. We're, at a, we're already at an hour. <laughs> we need to focus. Ernie. This means Facebook. All right. Yeah. News and notes. News and notes. That, that was it. That was news and notes. All right. We are here. T- we are at the last dates, which I knew was going to go poorly because it was just an evening portion. And then we usually get a whole day. But Rachel arrives at Avon's room. They start the conversation over again because why wouldn't they? And she says, I want... He says, I want more time with you, and I want to come visit you in Florida and see where you live, and I want you to come visit me. I want to do life outside of this with you, and I just feel like that's so important for us at this point before the next step. I want us to be fully, fully in love with each other. Perfectly reasonable. 100% reasonable. And uh, so they they go on, and basically they – it's. Similar to the conversation that they had sitting on that bench. Uh, yeah. She starts... I would have been really curious as to hear what Rachel's family thought about them fighting on that bench outside afterwards. You know? Because you know she had to go back in. Were they like, ooh, that sucks. Or they're like, but we really did like him now all in all. It was a great visit. <laughs> uh, so he presses... She presses him... About why did he say that he was ready to propose if he needed more time? Reasonable question. He says that he might have got a little caught up in the moment when he told her during the overnight that he might be ready to propose in two weeks. She did not like that. Uh, She starts sobbing. She says, I want to be engaged. I want someone who's sure about me. I'm not willing to sacrifice that at the end of the day. And uh, he's, he says, uh, I express purely reasonable concerns about getting engaged after two months. Once again, everything he's saying is annoying how reasonable he's being right now. I'm also glad that he stuck to his guns. Yeah. I'm glad that he said out loud, too, like, my concerns are, are fairly reasonable. Like, at this place in which we find ourselves, it is 100% normal for me to ask questions. Like, he wasn't blindly just putting a ring on her finger. And he wasn't allowing himself to get talked into something, a life decision, that he could have just been like, okay, you know what, Rachel? All right, right, I'll propose to you. You know? Like, I think that he's for himself. So... Um. She is, she says through sobbing, I can't like move forward. It's over. Uh, He starts to get upset, says, I'm never going to get over this. And he says, I failed. I didn't think I was going to be leaving here without Rachel. It did make me sad. It made me sad, but I also feel like he dodged a bullet. (laughs) Which is partially what I said too. I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know if what we're seeing is the real Rachel 
or if we're getting a TV Rachel. Like, the real question is, like, how authentic is Rachel the Bachelorette? I don't know. Right. Because I really liked her when she's on Clayton season. Right. And G- Gabby stayed pretty much the same mm-hmm. between I don't the like Bachelor and the Bachelor Rachel. And I don't, I feel like this is a, I feel like this is a different Rachel. Is it because the lust for a ring changes a person? Well, I mean, we saw what happened to Schneegel, a.k.a. Gollum, when he wanted his precious. I'm just saying. I'm not saying that she's a hobbit, but I'm just saying. Uh, we saw the rings. We know what happened. So we cut back to the studio. Uh, for whatever reason, we have Rachel sitting there, for Gabby sitting there, and all of a sudden Gabby is gone, and Avon comes out. Uh, he says, uh, he says, I'm extremely, extremely sorry about the way things ended between us. I blindsided you with everything that wasn't fair. I definitely feel like I let you down in that moment, and I'm truly sorry. Once again, didn't do anything wrong, but I guess you can apologize if you want to. None of these men need to apologize to nope. her. She says, it's all completely understandable. At the end of the day, you're just being honest with yourself. When when uh, asked about the engagement thing, Avon says it was a realization he reached between Fantasy Suites and his date with Rachel. Uh, he didn't have a chance to speak with Rachel about it directly until after he spoke to Nate and Sam. And uh, he sat around wondering how things were going with Rachel and Tino. So it seems very possible... That it seems possible that he just like was like, "Hey, how do I mentally accept the fact that I'm supposed to be willing to propose if she's not even willing to, if she's not even sure she wants to be with just me?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is like, why, which is why it's crucial. I think if you're the lead, it's crucial that you decide who you want to be with before fantasy suites, mm-hmm. and tell that person. I want to be with you. Don't tell the others that because that ruins the show. And their reactions become unauthentic because they know that they're just wasting time until they're not picked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like if he would, if you need to tell the person that you're going to pick, I just, I want to be with you. Just hang in there. Yeah. I mean, tell them that I think tell them that in the fantasy suite, cameras off oh, yeah yeah pick it up um but that makes sense because this isn't just a tv show this is a life decision this yes. is a, a relationship that you're supposed to be pursuing and so yeah that makes sense to tell that person hey i wanted to be you also hey i love you you know right. don't like i think this show puts so much pressure on like don't say it until the end i'd be like suckers once that camera's off i'm for sure gonna be like hey dude it's you love you like, right, right. Like I'd be saying a week three. Like, <laughs> but um, yeah, I was really proud of Aiden the way that he said um, at the end though. Um, oh, where was it? He said something along the lines of, uh, "What was it?" He was he was the way that he was thinking about it. Um, Oh my gosh, I wish I had the direct quote now. But he was basically like, you just weren't, it didn't work out for you. Like the way that 
the conclusion I came to didn't work for you, you know, and yeah. at the end of the day, it just didn't, it didn't work out for us. But like, so it was like a way of him taking ownership and what he, and like standing on the ground that he, you know, of his choice and being like, I'm not wrong. So I'm not going to apologize for what I was saying. Right. What I think. However, it just didn't align with what you think. And so that's what ultimately broke us up. Um, so I was proud of him in that that way that he wasn't like oh i was wrong and he didn't come groveling back with a ring and i hope that if like when things don't work out with tino i hope that i don't find out that these two are together <laughs> well that's my thought I, i'm not spoiled in any way i don't know anything you think I, that even is i genuinely back? think that there might be a tyler hannah situation but like yeah. it actually works out mm-hmm yeah, I mean, like, when she was saying on this thing where Nick Vile uh, <laughs> just opened my phone and found this picture of long-haired Tino, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, I'm going to befriend Joe. Um, but, yeah, so I think that, yeah, when she was saying that her and Avon had this moment at the door and everything, I'm like, are you saying, like, what are you are y'all still talking? Because it ain't going to work out with Tino. We know. Right. No. It is not going to work out. Um, I don't know. I like Avon a lot, though. And I just and feel dodged a bullet. I feel like off-show Rachel has to be better. Fingers crossed. Like she's, <laughs> like, it's almost an assurance that she has to be better. I think you want her to be better. I do. To redeem herself. I do. So I really, I, but I do, but like also, this has been a very chaotic time. Mm-hmm. And like, in the real world, life doesn't come at you this aggressively this often. She was chaotic at the beginning and she's chaotic at the end. So I, I feel... Or in the middle. So then I, I just feel like... I really do feel like Rachel, as a person, is much closer to Bachelor Rachel than Bachelorette Rachel. And maybe she just doesn't handle stress well and doesn't handle rejection well. And despite the fact that and be, and she was so confident in how this would go, that's why she did it. And she's just not handling the stress and the rejection of the season well. And that's why for most of the Bachelor season, until things fell apart, mm-hmm. she was fine and normal and boring. Yeah. Or she really is exactly who she showed us she is. I don't think so. I do. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you made that clear. Uh, so we move on to Gabby and Rachel. I mean, Gabby and Eric. Uh, disclaimer, we discussed this briefly before. And we have both come to the agreement that Gabby was definitely drunk for this. Listen, I told you the way that she drapes herself on Eric when the camera is doing that weird, like hidden sort of like we're listening. But even the photo here. Yeah. Like she's straight. And but but here's the deal. It was very reminiscent of their first one-on-one. Remember when I told you that like there was, I was like, remember that that moment where she just like sits on his lap? Like yeah. and he's just like, oh, okay. I think that she gets drunk and she just touches him a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't know what to do. 
So yeah, but when she he's standing there and he's saying things that she doesn't like, and then she's just like, oh, I don't know. And then she just drapes herself on him. I mean, uh, yeah, she, it is quite possible that our pal Gabby was uh-uh. a bit wasted. Um, she'd had a, she had had her, her drink limit for the day for sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh, though. So they have this time together. They're hanging out. Eric says, I obviously didn't expect to ever be here in this position. It's been crazy, but I truly love you. I do want to spend the rest of my life with you, but I don't want to rush anything. And I don't want there to be any expectations or anything that won't be natural to us. The look on her face when he said that. It was like she tried to keep moving, but you saw the record scratch that happened in her brain. She was like, hang on, rush, no rush, no expectations, what? Oh, goodness gracious. Were you surprised by this? Uh, not really, because, like, I'm, I'm, the only thing I was surprised by was the intensity of Gabby's reaction. Because I felt pretty confident in saying that Eric was not going to propose. I would have thought that he was the only one that was ready to propose. And now I feel like because he's not and you've removed the competition, I think he's like, there's no reason to rush now. <laughs> he's like, I'm the last man standing. Well, didn't didn't he say that he yeah, was... So now we just have to figure it out. Didn't he say that he wasn't sure if he was ready to propose? Like a week or so ago? I don't ago? remember Johnny and... Uh, Jason saying that, but I don't. I don't know. I thought I'm, he had told somebody that he didn't feel like he was ready to propose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I was under the assumption that Eric was the only one that was ready to propose. So, um, but yeah, when he said that, and she's like, "Hang on, hold on, what?" Um, yeah, I just think that it's really interesting. But then when she tries to talk to him outside um, and she tells him that she doesn't want to put any pressure on him, but then he says the pivotal words that he says, I want to date you in the real world. And I want to date you and get and getting engaged before that happens is not how things usually go. Thank you, Eric, for stating the complete and total obvious to us out here living normal lives. But you you have chosen to go on a show that does put things a little out of order. So I thought, to me, I didn't feel the same way I did with him, with Aiden. With this, I felt like, but you did tell her that you were, you know, you seemed like you were like, you're freaking out because she was going to go into the fantasy suite with these other guys and you're freaking out because like, you want to be with her and you love her, you love her, you love her. And then she's like, everybody's gone home. It's just you. I love you. And he's like, okay, great. Hey, so I want to date you. <laughs> like, I feel like he's like, to be clear. If that is what happened, totally reasonable. Like once mm-hmm. the fight or flight is taken off the table and you're able to think about it rationally, like, hey, if I'm the only one here, clearly I'm the person. So why can't we just treat this? Like she already broke this, yeah. She already broke the show by him being the only one there. Mm-hmm. So why not just be like, okay, well, if we're not, if I'm if we've like decided the show is like kind of over anyway, 
mm-hmm. then why don't we just leave together and be normal people? Yeah. And she, she at this point is sobbing to us. She really wants that ring, just like her friend. This is where I was convinced. And she was like, what is going on with her? It was a weird turn because she she didn't seem like she was crying. She didn't seem like she was on the verge of tears. And like I told you earlier, I think another telltale sign of her being drunk was when she was like, well, we'll just have to see. And he's like, see what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and then she's like, I don't, I don't really want to talk about it. I can't really talk about it. And I'm like, she's shutting down and now she's leaving. And now she's going down the hallway. Now she's crying. Like, what? Because you're right. She was laughing before. She yeah. was chuckling. She was, like, draping all over him. And then she's like, he doesn't even want me. <laughs> yeah, she, she talks to the producer, says, he said, I want to continue to date you. That doesn't scream, I want to propose. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm so sick of this. And then as she walks away, she says, here we are, a big fat dumpster fire, a big bleeping mess. Oh my gosh. I'm just like, whoa, Gabby. Yeah. And that that reason, I just think that she should not be engaged. (laughs) Have the fun in the sun with the guy that you are here with. It's obviously like the the stars have aligned and given you this one person but all the other guys dropping out turns out you're saying that you loved him anyway so just enjoy him i really wanted her to leave last week i wanted her to be like hey call you rachel from the from the plane she's like i'm headed out (laughs) Uh, me me and eric are headed home right like i wanted her to just fly off into the sunset with him but no Either she or the show decided, no, we got to ride this out to the end. We have to stand outside in a windy, on a windy mountaintop and wait for a ring. (laughs) And also she said something interesting to me when she was like, well, I'm not, I'm not proposing. I'm not, you know, I'm not the one who's proposing. I'm not going to beg for an engagement. Um, But I was like, why not? You know? Right. Like it's, it's 2022. You know, if you want, if you want to be engaged, why not just ask him? Well, that's not what the Bachelorette does. The Bachelorette makes the rules, and everyone around them is to bow to the un- the unintimidated whim of the Bachelorette. I feel like a Bachelorette needs to propose herself. Like it would I, be cool to just be like. I don't hey. disagree, but the way this set this up is that the lead is the only one whose opinion matters. But it puts them at such a disadvantage of like waiting for someone to ask them, like making someone else feel like they need to ask, you know, to ask you a question that they don't even know that they want to ask for sure. They have the power of turning down a proposal because up until now where the guys are deciding not to propose up mm-hmm. until now we got to watch man after man have a proposal turned down yeah like it's so awkward i like get down on one knee and they're like will you and they're like nope get up like, nope. like nick Those- nick and caitlin like yeah. caitlin had the ability to break nick by letting him get down on one knee 
that's mm-hmm. the power of the bachelorette and i'd see how you're saying it like they're just waiting for a proposal but up until now the proposal was always expected so the bachelorette mm-hmm. had the power of saying i'm gonna let you start to propose to me and then stop you like i just feel like if these girls want to get married so bad you know and and i like i have those traditional mindsets too so like i'm saying this but like i don't Right now, I I don't see myself proposing to a guy, but put me in a situation where I'm like, hey, you know, like I might be in that relationship where I'm like, you know what, I I want to ask him right now, you know, right. and hey, okay, but like in my brain, it has always been like the traditional like portrait of the guy asking me, you know, but I think that especially in this sort of forum i think that these bachelorettes could instead of begging for a ring they could literally just be like hey eric will you marry me yeah and eric would be like you know what yeah <laughs> yeah or you might be like hey whoa i just want to date you you know but like that's what i want to see i would rather these women have like propose themselves then wait around begging or not really begging but like forcing somebody because they're not they're not begging they're like making men feel bad for not asking yes okay let's talk about the preview for next week i think all the gabby chaos fake oh yeah I i think it's all trying to lead us away from the fact that they're obviously going to be together Mm-hmm. And did you notice there was something I wanted? If you did, you notice something different about Tino in the preview? His hair and the mustache. Yeah, this was not in Mexico. So okay, so Jesse says that like things are ending now, or they hadn't. Didn't he say that like it hadn't really ended yet? I think chaos occurred after filming. Yeah, I I would agree with that. So I, I think, think I think he does propose. I think he does propose, and I think she does accept it. But I think that now remember, I know this may be a spoiler for some people, and I'm sorry. Don't shoot the messenger. Next week is three hours. Why can they just made it three hours tonight? But I understand now seeing the stuff that's going down. It, it seems like something something aggressively messy happens after filming had done ended because he didn't just get a mustache and long hair out of nowhere. Right. Right. Yeah. I would agree. That's what I was trying to piece together when I saw that trailer too. I was like, I think that, yeah, I think that they get engaged and then she finds out something insane, but that is, and it better not be a letdown. I swear it better be. (laughs) Well, because I we've talked a lot of crap on Rachel, but the credit that I will give Rachel is that she, much like Hannah B in this sense, is looking for the fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think if Tino did something wrong, she will jump at the opportunity. Um, I will say also real quick, um, Bachelor Nation Scoop has done it again because like. Two hours ago, they posted something about Eric. Um, have you heard about this? Which one? 
y'all. Um, Eric, the one who is with Gabby. No, I mean, which which issue? Wait, there's multiple issues? The oh, wait. Yes, that's right. He dressed up in blackface. He, he, he dressed up. So it was, it was as Prince. But I think the yeah. bigger the bigger issue there is the community around him that didn't correct a teenager that dressing in blackface was wrong. I forgot about this. I forgot about that for sure because I heard about that over the weekend. Um, but yeah, apparently I this is way too long for me to read, so we'll talk about this next week for sure, or I'll share this on our our Instagram page. But apparently, Eric has an ex who. He left to go on the show, and she's speaking out. Because they the always do. Opening line of this very lengthy memoir. Oh Jesus! <laughs> written. It's so it's so long that I have to zoom in on this. <laughs> um, it says after long debating, ever telling anyone about my chapter with Eric, I've decided to. Oh. You're so brave. Make me throw and up every time. A I lot. Do. Oh, she. Okay, so she posted receipts, text message screenshots. I don't know what's going down, y'all. I'll share it on our or our Instagram page. I've got some reading to do, but apparently this Eric guy. I don't know. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, right thing, things seem to be falling apart rather quickly everywhere. Uh, <laughs> We have already gone almost a half hour longer than I expected this to go, but we did have that long conversation about the vile files, so I, I'll add that as probably why it went long. Uh, is what it is. Uh, Ernie, next week is the two night is the three hour finale. Mm-hmm. Uh, is your expectation the same as mine? Same as mine that Gabby will be happy, Rachel will not. I think that neither one of them will be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, that would that would be unfortunate. I think they're both. I think they're both gonna because even if this stuff that I'm just gonna learn about after we get off of here, there could be by the next by next week they're live. They could break up. <laughs> could you imagine if that becomes four hours? Because then Gabby <laughs> and Eric will also break up. I think that they are both going to be solo. I think that it is like. Double the fun, double the nothing. Like, we're going to be like, y'all put us through this train wreck of a season. My blood pressure skyrocketed to like 100, 200. And now you're going to be like, oh, you know what? I didn't get anybody. <laughs> I, de- I think that this need paradise. a gigantic waste of time. I desperately need paradise. All right. <laughs> uh, you can follow, you can find that information on Eric and Ernie's thoughts on that. On podcasting for the right reasons, Instagram. You can follow my thoughts on next week's show, and maybe I'll find something to share on Twitter at Right Reasons Pod. And I believe it is at Ernie. I will talk to you next week. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody.